2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Core, where we talk about core gaming, video games, PCs, consoles, news in the industry, stuff we're playing ourselves. It doesn't matter. We're into it. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm here with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. How are you, gentlemen? John, how are you? How are you doing?
0: Hey, I'm fine.
2: Yeah, Bo, you're yeah. all right. Everybody's okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Bo
2: Bo narrowly avoided a a not a hurricane, a tornado warning the other day. That was good. I was glad that didn't affect you. But lots of rain, right? Because that that uh, hurricane went like right up everybody's butthole on the eastern seaboard.
1: Raining like crazy. Yeah. so much rain.
2: A lot of rain. Uh, it's nice
1: cool off for the summer. If you know, we want to get outside now. It's very comfortable.
2: Yeah, that's good. This is that that is true. Not nearly as hot. Uh, not here. It's 102 today, and uh, not getting any cooler. So. Oh no! Wait. What is? I'm sorry. In space points, that's like uh, what is that? Like sixty?
1: How hot is? No. That? What? What is? What is real? i A mean, real bad day is in the
2: forties. Okay, like, so it's probably we're probably that. I don't know yeah, what the conversion yeah. is, but we're about forty in I your space points.
1: Either. I just I rely on Google and never actually <laughs> learned the formula, so I can't do it. And I'm, t- I'm too lazy to open the Google window and type things in right now. So
2: <laughs> I kind of am as well. But uh, we're here to talk about games, and that's good because it turns out we really like this stuff and we have things to say. So sit back and relax and enjoy. All right, so this is a bummer for some people, but maybe not for others who are already planning on getting a PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4 for that matter. Uh, Spider-Man, as you know him, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is a PlayStation exclusive in the Avengers game that's coming out. So that Avengers game where you get to be the Hulk and Thor and Iron Man and all the Avengers, if you wanted to play Spider-Man PlayStation only, and not only that, uh, there was an announcement about DLC will always hit PlayStation first because of whatever deal Sony's got going on with Square Enix. And that stuff will come later by a number of weeks to, uh, to PC, Xbox players, or wherever else this game ends up. Uh, let's talk about the first thing. John, you're a huge Spider-Man fan. I am. Sony is already, well, I mean, Sony basically owns the rights to Spider-Man games and movie usage. uh, Even though they've got kind of an MCU deal right now, it's still kind of their card to play. So it's not surprising to me to hear that Spider-Man will be in there and that it it might be an exclusive over there. As a fan of Spider-Man, did this just make your console choice for you and you know what one you're getting now?
0: Well, I mean, my gut reaction was, oh, I'm livid. I don't I don't want this because I if I was going to play that game, I was going to play it on the PC because I don't want to play it on the PS4. Yeah, Um, if I was going to play the game, I guess it does mean that I would be playing it on PlayStation 4. But let me just walk it back a little further and say I don't think it matters because I don't think I'm gonna play this game because it still looks like hot garbage. Oh, hot
1: uh, take! I, I just posted a picture. Take a look at Hulk's face there.
2: Okay, let's take a look. Is this yeah. in our? Uh... Let's zoom right in on it. Okay, let me pull this up here. Oh gosh, looks
0: like a character actor in the midst of a battle
2: movement. <laughs> I don't want to play Hulk.
1: I don't want to play that version of Hulk. Jeez. Yeah. He,
0: um. I, American. I'm gonna say this like. There are people out there that are going, you know, saying, hey, what else would you expect? This makes all the sense in the world. Of course, this is the way it's going to be. And they're not wrong. It it does. Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. Of course, they're going to put it on their platform and try and make it exclusive. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it has to feel good. The fact that it makes sense doesn't mean, oh, okay, I'm totally fine with this as somebody who either doesn't want it on the PS4 or doesn't own a PS4 like it's allowed to feel bad and make sense at the same time. Those mm. are two totally acceptable feelings right um, The thing I think they really shot themselves in the foot with, and I, I linked an article from Kotaku about this, is apparently um, the one of the one of the people there, Scott Amos, decided to go on comicbook.com to talk about this and posted in his interview, the most bizarre explanation for why this happened. He said, so the beauty of Spider-Man and what Spider-Man represents as a character and as a world is, again, it comes back to the relationship with PlayStation and Marvel. We happen to be, once you can execute and deliver, when it comes down to choices of where and what Spider-Man can be, that's a relationship question that PlayStation absolutely has the rights to. That, as you guys know, with Sony's ownership there and Marvel with Sony saying, hey, this is something we can do. This is something we can do on this platform.
2: Gosh, who does that really, rem- uh, <laughs> it really reminds me of somebody? It's weird. I can't yeah, really place it.
0: Really just shine the light on that. Thanks. I guess we now understand what's going on. Glad you clarified that for us. Woo.
2: That's a that's a beast of a paragraph. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, don't know what
0: that even means. That's a weird uh, way of saying that. I think maybe that's the wrong guy to ask. And uh, he, it's not even the worst of the quotes. Mm. Another one. This is an opportunity that we can make something unique and fun and awesome that we all, you just talked about black widow and to be able to have that experience. So we love the idea of being able to bring this character to the PlayStation players.
2: Mm-hmm. That's also weird. Also, it's- you're also going to invite weird comparisons because you're going to have a fully fleshed out 3D version of Spider-Man in his own game, Miles Morales in his own game, and then this is going to look weird compared to those. Mechanically, it'll be different. Um, I just think that's dangerous to, yeah. to to do that, especially now that it's exclusive, so everybody who gets the game on PlayStation hardware is going to play it. I don't know. I, I mean, part, part of me is excited about a couple of people or a couple of headlines I read that said, we've had our hands on a preview of this thing, and it might just be the Marvel RPG we've all been waiting for. Mm. That kind of talk makes me go, oh, well, I can deal with ugly Hulk face if, if, it's, if it can be what they, you know, what that possibly promises.
0: You must read more positive RPG? news than me, because the, the news the websites I read said, this ain't destiny, and oh. I had other people comparing it to Anthem
2: interesting let's see where did i see this was this an rpg now well i mean it has progression and gear and gear scores yeah yeah yeah. like like division like well like like destiny um but then john's you know john's comment is an interesting one so here it is i found it on um where is this oh it was on polygon which may or may not suit your tastes at home i don't know but their headline is the Marvel Avengers beta teaser uh, teases the superhero RPG I've always wanted. After 10 hours in the Marvel Avengers beta, I'm officially excited for the Avengers to assemble. And then there's a whole bunch of uh, reasons why he believes uh, that that's that that's cool. And the RPG progression elements in there are cool. I mean, I don't know. Like I keep I uh, I keep flopping on this thing because I want it to be rad And I love these characters and I want to play in that world and all that. And I love RPGs and I love progression and I love gear scores and I love all that. But then I read something bad and I'm like, ah, forget it. I'm not going to play this or I'll see a terrible screenshot and go, oh, this isn't for me. But then someone will say something like this and I'm like, well,
0: so I I want this game to be phenomenal. This, this game is a game for me. This is everything I would want a video game to be. Marvel universe, lots of characters, RPG, should be an easy win, but my spider sense tells me it's going to be bad. Yeet. I would love to be wrong, but everything I see from the look, from the the early uh, buzz about it, to just watching the gameplay and just thinking, mm, I don't know, I, everything is warning me that this is bad. I've been wrong before. I said that about the new Doom, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah. So uh, I have certainly been wrong and I will be again, but (laughs) I'm telling you this game looks like bad. It looks super bad. (laughs) All
2: right. right. If it plays well, it's all I care about because I can, I can, I can live with slightly wonky looking stuff visually. So
0: does this make you want to get it on the PS4? (sighs) Knowing that there is a whole new character because, Amidst all the jargon and rambling sentences, mm-hmm. there was a couple coherent thoughts that were thrown in there, which was he is not replacing a character. He's just a single additional bonus character that they claim did not detract from anything else they were working on. Apparently, they just had 100% time to work on this for. No cost to the studio, mm. uh, and it's just one bonus character for the Sony platform. Everything else is still getting all the same love and detail and care everywhere else.
2: It's kind of a bummer that the other platforms don't do like they did with the Soul Calibur stuff, where it's like, hey, Xbox gets Spawn and Link is in the GameCube version, and mm-hmm. Sony gets whatever Sony got. I don't remember.
0: What's <laughs> Hi Hachi?
2: Was a high Hachi?
0: Yeah. <laughs> lame
2: (laughs) that's so lame dude i mean i know tekken was a huge deal back then but that's that's lame anyway uh yeah i don't know i i want a game to play with friends that's fun and feels cool and has the destiny dna but goes a different way and is third person like this and like all of these things line up with what i want but what they're showing just every time i see it i go oh i don't know i don't know if this is for me so it's we'll see.
1: A, it's a single player game too, or do they announce multiplayer?
2: Uh it's both. So it's primarily I mean, there's a campaign, which you can play on your own. I don't know if you can co-op that or not, but the uh the progression-based multiplayer stuff is absolutely there from day one. I mean, that stuff's to, that it is designed to be a game as a service. They want you to to be in there all the time with new updates and new stuff to do all the time, and the gear is supposed to be crazy and all over the place. You'll be wearing every possible Iron Man outfit ever made. If you unlock it, all kind of stuff. I mean, they're they're really going for that cosmetic thing. So those are all things that are fine with me, especially with Marvel. Um, thing is, I kind of had the game I wanted from Marvel at, in an mm-hmm. RPG, and it was called Marvel
0: Heroes. Heroes twenty, 20 and they kept yeah, they kept changing <laughs> it
2: was. They kept changing the year every year, which is, was weird but I really liked it. It was a Diablo take on the Marvel stuff and it was a good one. It was fun and it got better over time and really got great toward the end. And there were some weird ideas that just totally worked for me. I really liked the, the questing and the story and all that. It was, it was cool, man.
0: It was super good. It just got a little too inundated with currencies and inventory space management and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was kind of the one thing that held it back. Um, and it was a little complicated with the trees mm-hmm. and they would reset them constantly. Cause they're like, we reword Spider-Man and you go in, you're like, Oh my gosh, this isn't the same character anymore.
2: Right. And I have to but, reassign all my shit. I hate doing that. It's a pain.
0: Oh, they had such a freaking cool roster of characters in that game. You could play as everybody. You could play as Venom. You could play as Spider-Man. You didn't have to have a PlayStation in order to do it. Yeah.
2: Um, you Who else did they have in there? They had as, a, a squirrel girl in there for heaven's sakes.
0: Yeah, Squirrel yeah. Girl was in there. You could play as uh, the Laura Kinney version of Wolverine, which yep. is the better version of Wolverine.
2: Whoa, s- SmackDown. If anybody's
0: talk. curious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the costumes were great and the art style was amazing. Yeah. Hey, a comic book game that has a good art style. Imagine that. Wow. It was awesome.
2: Yeah. Not, no small uh, shot over the bow of Avengers again. Uh, because you don't like their art style. Anyway, uh, we'll see. Will this be the perfect Marvel game ever? No. Maybe. Could be. Probably not. We'll have to wait until it comes out, and we find out ourselves. Uh, also, oh, and to the to the whole DLC thing, it's not that weird for uh, somebody to sort of buy the rights to get all the DLC first, but usually there's a time limit on that, you know, like a timed exclusive, and this sounds like it's not. It sounds like it's a permanent deal. So they are counting on a big, probably a big check from Sony <laughs> is my thinking. Yeah. How that's going to go. Um. All right. PlayStation 5, more Sony news. PlayStation 5 will support the PlayStation 4 controller as we were, as was rumored forever ago, but will only work for PS4 games. And some people are really ticked about this. I think what they thought was they'd get a PS5, they'd have the new controller, and then they'd have old PS4 controllers they'd use for additional controllers for multiplayer stuff or whatever. Uh, save a bunch of money because they're like $60, $70 controllers. And uh, nope, well, not for PS5 games anyway. So if you want to play a PlayStation 5 game, you got to have the PlayStation 5 controller. Those old controllers will do you no good. Basically, this is exactly the same thing that happened with PS3 controllers. So you could use, in the early days of the PS4, you could use a PS3 controller for like old ps1 games you could download from the store and stuff like that i think i think this is right if i remember it right but anything that was playstation 4 had to be a ps4 controller and so this is the same it's really not that different i don't know what people expected it sounds like microsoft's going to be a lot more open about that stuff uh letting you use your your xbox one controller for future games because not not a lot has changed uh, i
0: definitely get the desire controllers are stupid expensive somebody who's looking to buy a new ps4 controller now because my girlfriend's kid came up to me the other day and went john why when i do this does the stick move and he starts pulling the stick off the controller and i was just like what are you doing oh my gosh! and uh i was like don't do that why why was he why
2: was he pulling the stick out it was just broken i
0: no, because I guess at some point he pulled on it and it moved a little bit and therefore it needed to be pulled harder. Damn. And uh, I was just like, stop, <laughs> stop doing what you're doing. And I immediately came back and said, I need my own PlayStation 4 controller because they're out there breaking mine. Yeah. And uh, turns out those things are really pricey. So I get why people might not want to go out and buy a whole bunch of them, especially mm. if you have a family, you want to do multiplayer games. Um, you know that's a if you want to buy four or three additional controllers for your console, you're at the cost of a reduced console itself at that point. Yeah, it gets
1: really expensive. At least two two hundred if it's seventy bucks, two hundred ten dollars.
2: Yeah. What This may be the first generation where if I get one of these consoles, I'm not even going to get a second one. I'm just going to get one. If I get well, depends on what I get, but I'll use probably use it on my PC. I don't know if I have a dedicated one or not. I don't know. I'll just think about it. But yeah, it's not, they're not cheap, man. It used to be, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we got to get three more controllers for all the family stuff we're going to play. And you just kind of bit the bullet because it wasn't too bad. It's like 25, 30 bucks for a new controller. Not anymore. Not these. These will cost more than your well, games. Doesn't, doesn't Mad Cat still around? Don't they make like
1: $10 controllers still? Yeah, I mean, there's still
2: lots of janky controllers like that, right? Like, look at this one.
1: I mean, because like multiplayer. The thing is, like John, you have to replace your baseline controller. But if you're just like having friends over once a month, or, you know, whatever, it's very casual. You can just buy
2: the junkers. Yeah, just yeah. get a poopy one like this. Oh,
0: that's one. what we're gonna do for the kids yeah. going forward. Yeah. We're gonna buy. Yeah, you see this we're thing off brand.
2: See that this cool, Cats? this cool camo and everything. It's actually <laughs> this was really well uh, reviewed, and it's just partly why I got it. And it was cheap, it was, like fourteen bucks. This was made by yeah. e- Easy oh, SMX, and it's got. It's sturdy and great. I use it for everything. <laughs> so, like, I actually think this stuff's better than it used to be. Also, I wanted wired because I prefer wired on my PC. So, that's the other reason I got it. Wire, they have a wired version. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, my Bluetooth just kind of fruity, so I don't use it. But, uh, yeah, like, no problems with this. This has been a great controller. And it's sturdy and heavy. And actually, people at home should hear this again. Easy SMX. If you're looking for an extra controller and you're trying to save money, this has not been, nope. I don't have regrets about this. I've yet to, I've yet to have a situation where I was like, Oh, this isn't as good or whatever. It's been fine. hundred percent fine. So some Chinese knockoff brand. I have no idea. It was on Amazon anyway. Uh, oh yeah. The nail. Okay. So some people weren't here for the nails. I'll explain. Oh, these. Did you, did you get your hand stuck in something? No, it looks like it. Cause it looks dirty and weird. Um, earlier today I was chilling cause the doctor, it's a long story, but I was, the, I had to see a doctor today, told me I had to do, take some medicine. I have a thing with my eye. Um, so while I was laying down and chilling, had a big old hot compress on my eye. Um, my daughter said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to paint your nails. And I said, no, I don't want uh-huh. you to do that. And she says, well, I'm just going to use markers. I said, okay, what kind are they? She says, don't worry. These are those wash away ones. They don't stay. <laughs> so we'll just do a quick color and it'll be fine. So she did like purple and blue and I'm like, sweet. Thanks. That's great. Before the show, though, I'm going to go scrub these off. No, didn't work. That, this is as good as I got. It, yeah. And I scrubbed these with soap well, and like a scrubber. Well, now you just
1: got to paint them so you can make them look nice. Yeah, there you go.
2: yeah that'll, that'll be great. That's what I need is more, more internet questions about what Scott's up to. But anyway, uh, so that was that.
1: Uh, well, you could do something cool. Like, imagine if you were into it, you could do those Xbox controller buttons on, you know, give it A, B, Y, X. Oh, look at that. You see like you're thinking in like I don't want flowers or or you know something but if you put something cool on there. Yeah. Like, Gamery, you might be like I'll oh, put like Mario Luigi, Waluigi and wa- well Mario. No, o- Mario. Mario. <laughs> 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 and I don't know Yoshi or Princess Peach on this one. No, no, I don't know. Whatever. You you like yeah, you could probably do cool stuff Okay. It wouldn't affect your you know, sense of propriety. What if, what if
2: princess peach was on my pinky? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I'm sorry. What if I made princess peach? My nose made Mario, my pinky jam, my pinky up my nose. And then when I did that, it would push the skin to the side that all that then showed the the words, I'm sorry, Mario, the princess is in another nostril. That'd be, that'd be pretty be good. great. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Yeah.
0: yeah. Really Except I think a... he'd
1: mistake your nose for a pipe and then all of a sudden your nail wouldn't be on
0: anymore <laughs> and he'd yeah, be yeah.
2: bouncing around. If you, you had Mario like, on your
0: fingernail, you could just be sitting there going... Bring, bring,
2: bring. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, yeah. so this stuff, just so you know, if you buy markers that say uh, washes off with water, i say bullshit. It didn't Oh, work. man,
1: you just gave me a great D&D idea. Uh-oh. Check yeah, in like, Sunday. Imagine an old wizard, but then like he's got a really small person living in one of his nostrils. Fantastic. Also participate. So that's just like a, a person in there. I'm, 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 let, me, let me ask Ted, what do you think? Ted, what do you think? <laughs> um, I think you should kill the goblin. This is my opinion from from little old me living in your nostril. I
2: like it. I like it. I don't know. All right, Bo's got ideas. I mean, look, I've got a, my character has a baby arm on his shoulder. We've done yeah. weirder things. So yep. tune in Sunday to find out more. All right. Uh, do we care about this though like the controller thing it's not that big a deal right
0: Uh, I mean it's it's expected honestly I I was surprised I was like oh it will be and then it was just it was just a roller coaster I was like oh they will be compatible oh like that was it like my excitement and my disappointment were in the same headline because I just assumed it wouldn't work that way
2: I agree Uh, do you guys see this uh, Diablo Immortal footage from China?
0: China no Okay. I heard people were talking about Di- Diablo Immortal, and I chose not to interact.
2: With you didn't. You decided you were not going to engage in such. I'm behavior. not going to play it. Yeah, I mean, that's not true. You will. You're going to install it and try it.
0: I will not. You will. I absolutely will not.
2: I am so. Con- I am 100 convinced that John will at least install it and try it and and fire it up, run around for a minute. Whoops. Let me mute this. Showing the video now uh and you're going to you'll at least get that far. I'm I'm 100% sure of this. You'll play at least that much. And you say no.
0: No. I don't think so. <laughs>
1: you'll play it yeah, you'll play it just so you, for homework to bring on Corey. be like I played it and I played it for a minute and I can confirm it's terrible.
0: I'll I'll have more interest in paying for and downloading Diablo 3 on my Switch than I would playing Diablo Immortal. Wow. That's <laughs> for free. That's or whatever it's going to end up being. Yeah,
2: it's probably free, I'm sure. If it's if it's pay for, I'm more interested because it means I'm not going to get a bunch of free to play bullshit in there. But I highly doubt that. Uh they they do show the Necromancer which I don't remember being announced for it. So that's news. Um no sign of a witch doctor, but you got everybody else. Well, I guess you don't have a crusader either, but you've got a, you got your uh you, I mean, you got all your stuff. It looks fine. For what this is meant to be, it looks fine. It's finally going to happen, probably. Although there's no US uh date or any info here, but uh in China this is going to be a monster hit and people are going to play it like crazy and it'll be fine. Will I play it? Yes. Will I really get into it? No. I'm sure it's I
0: will. been a long time since we talked about Diablo Immortal and I can already see it in the chat. So let me just clarify my Diablo Immortal stance. One, I have played it. It was okay. Two, I don't like mobile games. So it's uh, that's why. Yeah, it's not zero experience with it or me hating on a thing. I have no experience with it. I played it. It made me want a new real Diablo game instead of a fake mobile one.
2: Yeah, same. I feel the same. But I'm telling you right now, I know this is going to be 100% true. The day it comes out, John will download it and check it. Because you're going to want to find out what's different than the one you played. I'll admit to
0: it. I mean, I told you guys I got a lifetime sub to Star Trek Online. I've admitted to more embarrassing things on this show. So (laughs) if it happens, I'll tell you. But right now, I feel adamant that I will not play
2: it. All right, fair enough. Even though, you know, Bale's in it. Bale makes a return. Ooh, Bale. Bail! Bail! He's back in the mobile version of this game.
0: We need a bailout, in Tristram. <laughs>
2: uh. Anyway, we'll see. Bo, are you are you any closer to caring about Diablo Immortal or no?
1: No, oh, stay away from mobile games. Boy, po- rat poison.
2: Rat poison. Mobile games. John says, or Bo says. <laughs> uh. All right. Sounds good to me. Hey, Fall Guys. That's that thing everybody can't stop playing. Uh, I, I've been tempted. Hovered over that button a couple times. Think it might pull the trigger because everybody says it's amazing and really stupid and fun. And uh sometimes I feel like these games were built just so people would stream it. But after watching enough of it, I actually I think I can see the fun in this thing. So if you haven't taken a look at Fall Guys, uh it's got nothing to do with uh what's his name from the eighties with his uh the the TV show Fall Guy. Instead, it's a bunch of little cartoon characters, kind of battle royale style starting at one end of the worst Mario level you've ever had to run and trying to be the last guy standing. Yeah. So just ridiculous things to get over and through the controls are on purpose, not awkward, but you know, you're kind of fat. You don't jump far. Um, they're derpy, they're derpy, super derpy. And you, the goal is to be the last guy standing and, I guess it turns out it's pretty freaking fun and it was so popular at launch that everybody uh, got in and then the servers went down. So they're having a hard time keeping up with the the, the demand, which I guess is good for them. It's a, a good problem to have because they're going to they're going to ramp it up and get there. But it's called Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. And uh, it looks pretty sweet. It
0: looks pretty yeah, fun. I'm I'm really interested in this. It looks like the kind of thing we would have a ton of fun with. Oh yeah because it's that it's that competitive game without any pressure to actually perform well. You know right, it's like right. Battle royale but no pressure whatsoever. It's just we're gonna drop you in and just derp around and hope you make it to the end and have fun and I'm hundred percent about that right now
2: Well if if we I think I'm gonna get it if we end up all getting it, we should play some games online and show the world you know how dumb we can be. Um, because it looks like it's kind of a riot. So, Fall Guys, catch it. Available on everything, by the way. That thing's not, well, not Switch, but uh, available on the two major consoles. Uh, the Engage from in uh, uh, from Nokia.
0: Engage. Just, the N-Gage. just what? kidding.
2: I'm oh kidding. That's a blast from the past. Totally there. kidding. But, totally kidding. but totally kidding.
0: only the taco talking Engage. Only the, the ta- yeah. <laughs>
2: That's right. And uh, uh, PC, of course. So I think that's where I'll end up getting it, and I think I'm going to play it. So we'll let you know what we think. That'll be part of my homework for next week, I think. I'm going to play this game.
1: Yeah, Fall Guys
2: it is. Yeah. Fall Ga- Fall Guys looks like a lot of fun. It's only 20 bucks. Pretty good price for what you're getting. Uh, and hopefully the server stuff will be worked out by the time I get in, because I would really like to not buy it and then not be able to play. That would suck. Okay. John Boyne. How do I know that name? Why do I know that name?
0: He wrote The Boy in the Striped Pajamas.
2: And The boring Identity. Oh, shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for
1: a second there, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, I was wondering why you guys were laughing. Yeah, no.
0: I, it took me a minute to, I was like, did he? Yeah. And then I was like, oh. Uh, oh, no.
2: So, yes. <laughs> so, he, so it says here that he accidentally includes Zelda Monsters in his newest book. So he makes kids' books, children's books, right, or young people books?
0: Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily for young people, but they're certainly meant to be historically accurate books, right? They're not supposed to contain Octoroks mm-hmm. <laughs> and things of that nature.
2: Uh, but uh,
0: but he he apparently and he has, he has admitted to this. He's actually been a pretty good sport about it mm-hmm. and wrote back at confirming this. But I guess he was. In doing some quick Google research for things that he could put about making dyes and things like that, uh, apparently Googling it got him a bunch of uh, recipes from the latest Zelda game.
2: Oh, that's amazing. And
0: he did not realize they were from Zelda, and he put them in the game. And so the excerpt that it says... the Hi. dyes that I used in my dressmaking were composed from various ingredients depending on the color required, but almost all required nightshade, sapphire, key swing, the leaves of the silent princess plant, Octorok eyeball, sw- <laughs> swift violet, goes on a little bit. I employed spicy pepper, the tail of a red xylophos, and four hillian shrooms.
2: Hillian shrooms are extremely common in that game. They're all yeah. over the place. Is, it, is this a kid book? Uh, We—that's what we were saying. We don't know. I think it's, it's...
1: one of the, the only sentence that I'm reading here is the child with whom he had been forticating was his own daughter. What? But what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just above the circley thing. Are you in the article? The guardian. <laughs> Okay, I'm looking. I'm like, it's fine. I just like, is this a kid's book? I, uh, I hope not. not now that you've said that, let me look here. Oh, you know Craig had been an yeah. early wife of Attila, dead these 10 years now. The child with whom he had been fornicating was his own daughter. Oh, geez, dude. Okay, well, I don't Yeah, I don't I don't know. But I mean, yeah. I'm not against it. You know, Oedipus Rex, classic. And, <laughs> you know, that's against about a dude mar- marrying his own mom, and, you know. Ripping his eyes out. I'm but not like,
2: against it. I like that sound. That's well. Okay. There are a
1: lot of works of fiction about disturbing things, right? So I'm
2: not going to dismiss it out of hand. No, what you're saying is you're scary. not against it being but, used in, as literary devices. I get that. Yeah, yeah. but but the yeah. way well, you sound or it sounded is the like story, right? Like, right, right. right. You know, like. <laughs> right.
1: It, it, like, But I'm just like, I, I, I heard children's book, and I was interested to know which children's book was about accidentally fornicating with your own.
0: Okay, <laughs> not a kid's book. Here's where it says, right. uh, a Traveler at the Gates of Wisdom opens in 81 and ends 2,000 years later following a narrator and his family. In one section, the narrator sets out to poison Attila the Hun using ingredients including Octorok eyeball and The Tale of a Red Xilophos and Four Hillian Shrews.
2: Interesting. It seems so, like if you searched for that stuff, it wouldn't be hard to then see what that was. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, this is news about tweets. God, sorry. You love news about tweets. Are you kidding me? That's your favorite oh my, thing, is news uh, about tweets. It's a pet peeve of mine. I'm like, oh, so these are just tweets that someone made a story out of. Well, it's a, I mean, it's about, the, it's about the book. But I just want to be clear because it, the context matters. When Bo said the words, fornicating with his daughter, look, I'm all for it, but... And then you kept moving on. I just want to make sure that everyone understood he meant as a literary device, as a storytelling device, as a piece of fiction. He's not He's not saying... Do you understand what I'm saying, Bo? Because it, it came out in a way where I'm just yeah. worried that a couple oh, of okay. people are going to hear it. Yeah, and go, yeah,
1: no, I'm talking about the... The you know the content of the book can be whatever like right. not it's not a judgment on that it's just I thought it was a children's book and I was like oh interesting children's book
2: yeah I hope yeah. it is not yeah. a children's book it sounds like it definitely is not but it does have Zelda stuff in it so Zelda fans line up and get a book if you're interested okay John <laughs> we are now going to talk about a relatively personal story not really I'm setting yeah. this up wrong but uh, the the issue of violence in video games. For kids and for adults. Now, you, an adult, uh, me and Bo, adults, we've been through the whole gauntlet of, hey, video games are violent in the 90s, and we better be careful, and hey, what are you going to do? We're going to rate them, we're going to give them new ratings, and now you know if Mortal Kombat's for you or not, and these games are training our kids to be killers, and blah, 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 right? We were fed full of all that. We were always very dismissive of it. Now John is a, in this case, step-parent, in a way, girlfriend's kids, and you had an experience and I can't wait to hear how this goes so john explain
0: yeah so uh this is this is new to me i just wanted to bring this to the floor uh to my friends and see what your thoughts are what your advice is um and and see see if you can help me get my brain on track because i'm a little stumped with what to do all right so uh saying my girlfriend's son is a long sentence so i'm just going to refer to him much like kratos says the boy the boy uh so we're going to use cool. that like for it. shorthand we all understand what that means now mm-hmm. um and because i don't know if she's okay with me saying his name all right so uh so the boy comes to me and he is obsessed with grand theft auto 5 it okay. is he wants to grow up so he can play it. He does not measure ages based on like, oh, this is the age when I can drive. This is the age when I can do this. The only age he cares about is the age where I can play Grand Theft Auto Five.
2: Okay, that's it. the
0: only thing he cares
2: about. For context, that game is experiencing a huge, um, not resurgence, but a huge growth moment right now in on in the online mode. Like all everybody I know of that are younger than eighteen. This is all they want to play right now. Fortnite is starting to lose the, its shine for them. And the role-playing stuff has gone crazy in there. And my son Nick and his friends, this is all they're playing right now. So just a little context that that game is kind of taken over and streaming is ha- I mean, we're talking about a five-year-old game now or more than that, right? Yeah. Whatever it is. So it's a little crazy. Okay. So there's some context. Back to your story.
0: And it's tricky because when I grew up, I mean, I watched RoboCop the moment it was available on VHS. I was a young kid when I saw RoboCop and it didn't make me go out and start shooting people. And it didn't make me go out and start doing cocaine. I wasn't like way into all the RoboCop stuff. The worst thing watching RoboCop did was I walked like an idiot trying to walk like RoboCop for a while when I was a kid. And I would turn my head and turn my whole body. Mm
1: -hmm. That was the that
0: that was the closest it got to it. And so there's a part of me that wants to say, like, just let them play it. Like, try to put it in context, try and help them understand and let kids play the games they're going to play. Where I have now stumbled is this kid, the boy, is obsessed with guns in a way that's a little weird. Mm. Uh, Like, he does not care about games until there's a gun in it. And all of a sudden it's all he wants to do. And all he wants to talk about while he sees it is the gun. And he will say, is that a bang bang gun? I want to see the game with the bang bang gun. Mm. And he, he has a fixation on it that I understand the concern around it. Right? Because he's latching onto this one thing in kind of a weird way. Mm -hmm. and we do live in an age where having a kid go to school maybe a little gun crazy obsessed might get him into some serious trouble that as parents you can't get him out
2: even if all he did was show up at school with like a you know, an empty pistol in his bag because he really likes it and no no intention of using it. That's it's still a right. thing. Or yeah. even
0: just told somebody, I'm gonna shoot you. Nowadays, yeah. like when I was in school, we ran around and pointed sticks at each other like it was guns right in front of teachers and everybody laughed and had fun. Right. Nowadays, my understanding is you, you tell a kid you're gonna shoot them and it has to be treated like a very credible threat. Right. Um and so he's uh he's eight years old
2: Okay. That's good context as well. I have a thought about Um, this when you're done.
0: And I don't know what is better to do to try and treat it like it's completely taboo and you're not going to get exposed to it and you're not going to see it, which my personal opinion is when you make something taboo, it becomes a fascination and they become obsessed with it and then it's all they want. Like, If you normalize it and it's part of their life, it's it's normalized to some degree. But if you put it behind a door, all they want to know is what's behind that door. Mm -hmm. So I don't love that idea, but maybe that's the right call for this kid. The other option is, okay, well, do we just slowly kind of start letting him play the games he wants to play? And maybe it's okay if he plays a Roblox game that has guns in it. Maybe that's okay. Or do we, you know, say no? And even to the degree, let me be clear, just before anybody writes an email, I am not saying I'm going to let an eight-year-old play either of these games, but I even had me thinking, like, what is better to play? A Call of Duty, which is about shooting each other and it's points and it's winning and it's getting ahead for doing it, or a game like The Last of Us, which is extremely graphic and adult and violent, but at least that violence has meaning and purpose behind it. It's not done for fun or for good. You see that there are ramifications for it.
2: Yeah, it has consequences. Yeah.
0: And so that's the spectrum that I'm looking at. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Mm. <laughs> I don't know where to go with this. He's currently grounded because he keeps playing games with guns in it mm. and getting caught and lying, saying he wasn't. Gotcha. And so clearly he's going to keep seeking him out.
2: Yeah. I I mean, okay. So the eight year old part matters. Um, And I can, obviously every kid's going to be different. I can just tell you somebody who raised three eight year olds at one point, they were all eight. um, And in particular, Nick, he went through this exact phase at eight years old. And I'm telling you like in a creepy way, what you just described, that was Nick at age eight. He was really obsessed with guns and games and wanted to play them all and so we're talking you know when he's eight years old it's like 2008 there were you know there were calls of duties that you could play um this wasn't that long ago and uh he was really really into it and he was really into guns oh can i not hear you guys what the heck happened hold on hold on what happened that's weird okay now i hear you what happened there
1: <laughs> Ah, we haven't heard a word <laughs> what the heck you're like okay here's some advice john and then mute
2: <laughs> yep I, I, hear- I don't know what happened it just killed the it, i mean i didn't do anything i didn't touch anything it's weird i, I told
0: know. bo i was like i'm gonna have to listen to the whole damn show to find out the advice scott gave
2: uh, me on crap. this all right so let me give you, let me catch you up it was short okay.
0: okay it's
2: what i was what i said and this is the i think this is important the weird part about this conversation is what you described was exactly my son at eight years old exactly Nick at eight. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Everyone at home hearing this twice. Um, but he was, he was eight years old, wanted to play all the shooty games. Remember there were multiple calls of duties that were out. You could play them like that kind of stuff was out there and available. It was on consoles. It was, it was an option. It's 2008. He's eight years old. Uh, to the point that when he was eight and nine years old, he could tell me what guns were, what, like he would say, Dad, do you know what an MP5 is? Like, I think so. Is that the gun with the whatever? And he say, yeah, that's a totally cool gun, and that can have a silencer, or it doesn't need that, but if you want, you can put extra ammo in it, and the way it works is blah, blah, blah. Like, he knew all this technical stuff about these guns, and shotguns, and different, like Benelli, is it Benelli, the brand? Anyway, he would know the brand names of these guns, yeah. and how they worked in the games, and how they worked ver- games versus real life. He was really into it, and he wanted me to buy him airsoft guns, and really get into it Uh, into that whole fandom and stuff. And I remember at the time thinking, geez, this is a little overboard on the guns for an eight year old. It just seems like he's just way too interested in it. And what does this mean? So I had some of the same fears. Okay. I also referred to him as the boy quite a bit back then. Um, Take that Kratos. But anyway, uh, my advice is this, but now again, every kid's going to be different, obviously. Right. And in your case, you're his, surrogate dad and so he's got another dad somewhere that may have different ideas and that complicates it Um, definitely
0: has different ideas right this is how he knows about grand theft auto five
2: right so so that's a that's an issue and one that i didn't have to deal with so take that as a a, a part of this but um what we did is i just sort of got into it with him like i got and this may sound like the simple answer but it actually kind of wasn't we did not do the demonization thing because you're 100 percent right they will find it where they want it and if you make it if you make it seem like it's a bad thing for them they're just going to get more curious and more curious and they'll be at their friend's house playing and he's going to lie to you even more so i think that that is absolutely the right take is to not do that but i would do stuff like nick would would say you know would say all these things and i'd say well hey why don't we go down to um, this gun shop and just look at these things in real life and we'd do that we'd go down and look at them. We wouldn't handle them or use them or anything, but we'd see them. And it had this great effect on him of like, oh, these are real. These aren't digital. These are things I could hold and see. And they kind of intimidated him. And I would answer a lot of questions he would have. And I would also bring some things up like saying, you know, that thing would really hurt people. Like if you could, if that's a gun you could own and have, and it got in the wrong hands, imagine what that could do to somebody. Oh yeah, that'd be really bad. And You know, we basically went through those thought processes of what responsible gun ownership is, what kinds of guns those usually are versus this military stuff versus higher end stuff versus things you should never have uh, in any part of society, things that are just meant for war whatever. We kind of just went through the gamut because we were always talking about it and we were always head to head on it in a way that was like we were both learning and we were talking it through. It was never demonized. It just ended up being a phase he got through and over. Doesn't think about it now. Doesn't care about it now. Like, he's at the age now. So, we're talking in 2008. He's 20 now. And I don't know if you've noticed, but every time you hear about a horrible shooting, oftentimes, it's either a 17-year-old in high school or a 20-year-old psychopath. And he's, so, he's hit that age where if I did it all wrong, I'd know it. <laughs> I'd know that things were would, would be going south. Yeah. Um, but instead... What, what you end up with is just a really intense curiosity that if you explore it with them, you get through it in a way that is, tr- that is based on trust, that is based on common ground, that is not based on judgment or, or um, demands or rules. It's, it's based on, Hey, you're right here with me doing this. And to me, it's a lot like if, you know, my daughter, I remember my daughter Carter was really into, this seems like it's not going to be related, but it is. She was really into oh, what they called, a stupid little animals that you—you you had to buy a million of them, and put them in this big thing, and tried to collect them all. But it's like any collecting thing. Let's call it ponies for now. It's fine. Right. Don't remember the name anyway. Imagine ponies. So she wanted to have every possible pony, and she wanted all of them, and it couldn't be ripoff ponies. It had to be the brand that she wanted. Oh, and it wasn't had to be a little pony. No, it was something. It was. It wasn't ponies. I'm using that as a stand-in. Oh, I forgot okay, the name fair. of it. It was like Granimals or. Animals or Littlest oh Littlest Pet Shop that's it. Yeah, Littlest Pet Shop. She was super into it to the point of obsessiveness. Like all she could think about, all that she really wanted, all she wanted to do. And in the middle of that, I'm not having fears about stuff like one day she'll mow down a whole crowd of people with a (laughs) with a small giraffe. Like it's not the same as a gun, obviously, so it doesn't have the same heft or or the same fears. But there were still fears in my head about obsessiveness and. OCD potential and just like her having to have every little thing. And we did, we treated that the same way. We just kind of got into it with her. And if I saw something cool online, I would send it to her and say, Carter, check this out. They've got this whole set. I bet we could find this little piece you don't have yet on Amazon or something. I mean, you can make that exact set or whatever. Like we'd actually get into the fandom with her in the same way that we did with Nick. And sure enough, just like the gun thing for Nick, she could care less about littlest pet shops now, obviously. So I think what you're probably dealing with, and I'm not trying to act like I've got the answer here hundred percent. Cause again, every kid is different. Every situation is different, but my experience doing that worked for us and it worked really well. And I know people who were Nick's age, kids that were Nick's age and parents that I knew who took the opposite tact and who were afraid of everything pop culture had to offer And forbade them from all of it. And then not only forbade them, but then acted like it was just taboo up and down all day. Ended up having major issues with those kids. So that would be my take. I don't think it ever actually helps to just hard line it and walk away. I think it only helps. You can have hard lines, but it really helps to like get in there about the hard line. Like, you know, Taylor wanted a tattoo when she was 16. And I don't really have a problem with tattoos, but I was, there was a rule that you're not going to get one while you're 16, just not going to do it. So I sat down with her and instead of saying no tattoos under my roof, not while you're living under my rules, like instead of doing that, there's the, there's the temptation of doing it. I sat down and said, all right, look, and this isn't a trick. This was an honest conversation. I said, look, you can totally get this tattoo because i think that even if i told you you couldn't you'll probably find out a way to do it or you'll be mad at me and we'll have a weird relationship because of it. So, here's the deal. You can totally get this tattoo. You can get it anywhere you want. It can be whatever you want. But i want you to have all the i want you to have all the knowledge here. Here's how it works. They're permanent pretty much. And if you don't want them eventually, it's very painful to remove them. At least the way tattoos work today, they're the laser stuff to get them off later very very painful. Also, you better make sure whatever that thing is that you're going to put on your arm or your leg is something you want to look at for the rest of your life. Because if you don't, that's a bummer. So pick wisely. You want to make, make sure it's the best. And you also, you want to make sure you go to a good place because people get infections and die by getting cheap tattoo work done. So this is going to be expensive and you're going to have to pay for it. So you're going to have to save your money. On so I just laid out all this stuff. And at the end of it said, so all of that's out there. You can totally do this now, but you just needed to know all of this. And she said, yeah, I don't know if I I probably don't need one. She didn't get one. And it didn't harm our relationship. We didn't have any falling out about it. She didn't feel coerced. I didn't coerce her. I basically just gave her the facts and let her have the choice. And in the end, as much as that feels like a risky thing to do, it's just a human thing to do to have the relationship come first and the reason you're talking come after like guns, the guns are, are, you know, the gun, the point of the gun conversation matters. But what, what matters more is your relationship with the boy built on trust, built on uh, admiration, built on respect, all of those things that comes first. The other stuff tends to clear its own way. So if I had any advice that's worth anything, that would be it. Which I did not expect to give today, but I hope it's help. I hope it's helpful.
0: <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good.
2: I didn't realize it was a gun thing like that. Had I known that. I mean, it kind of blew my mind when you said it, because I was like, "Yeah, wait a minute, that's exactly what happened to Nick. And he was so into it, dude. He knew more about guns. I was playing those games. Like, I was playing Call of Duty, what was the second one? Uh, Modern Warfare 2. And going, ah, that's a cool gun, this is a cool gun, but I don't know the names. I'm not really paying attention. And now he's like a kick-ass PC shooter gamer, but he's not obsessed with that stuff. Yeah. He'd rather play Fall Guys today. He was just talking about it.
1: I used to watch Aliens, like, every day when I was, like, seven. Oh, my gosh. The James Cameron version. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because people would would record copies of, you know, the movies they bought. So you'd have these random tapes with three or four movies on them. And I didn't know what they're on it. And then I found ones I liked that were super violent that I know my parents didn't want me to watch. But Mm -hmm. they didn't see what I was doing downstairs. And I just watched all the violent stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah. And Guns was one of my favorite games as a kid. My friend and I, a grown up, Stephen Bailey, shout out to you. I talk to you more, but you're on Facebook and I avoid Facebook. Um, but uh, <laughs> not that I'm advocating that you go on Twitter. Hey, you can but, do whatever um, you want. We, our favorite game was Bo, you want to play guns? Yes, let's play guns. And then we had massive collections of toy guns, and this is what we do for hours. <laughs> that's all we do like all day and then the our, the last part would be like oh no there's a bomb it's about to go off 60 seconds oh we'd be running oh 32 and they're like oh shit we made it too fast let's run back and do it again so as we can
2: get out at the last second
1: kaboom and then diving so like i don't have any good advice for you i just really like guns <laughs> and uh if you don't like it then if the kid's smart, he'll avoid you and go play guns with his friends and find other places to get the information. Well, from. and if you so do, that's right.
2: And that's the other thing is if you help him understand the ramification slash results of, and they can learn at eight years old that these are really deadly. These can cause this and this and this it's, you don't get to just respawn back at camp like you do in a shooter game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if that starts to sink into him, then what you're doing is you're actually doing way more than just avoiding a problem with violence, guns and, whether he's breaking rules, you're actually doing a very proactive thing of building understanding and having him get a more cohesive sort of critical eye toward everything in his life. So when he understands that, cause this is, I mean, think about you today. You're like, I'm playing doom, man, that gun feels good, but you're not going, yeah. I'm going to use it in real life and blow people up because you're an emotionally, <laughs> you're an emotionally intelligent person who learned a very long time ago that, living out fantasy on a screen versus living out fantasy in real life where other people are hurt are completely different things and you would never be for the one, but you can enjoy the other. And there's emotional intelligence in both knowing that and knowing there's a difference, but also knowing, you know, the harm of, of the real thing. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, as much as we might say, Oh, it's weird for a kid who doesn't understand that games, guns can be dangerous. I think it's just as weird for some stodgy old lady who says no violent anything because it's the same as the real thing. No, it's not. There's a huge difference between it and the real thing. And the quicker somebody can understand those differences, have empathy for real people, but not care about the, the aliens they're shooting in halo, the better off they'll be. So he'll be, I think he'll be fine. Plus you're a super smart guy. You're not, I'm not worried about this. He's going to be great. All right. I mean, does he like guns? Does he want to kill people? Well, he doesn't want to kill
0: anybody. He likes likes guns. Well, yeah, but in the context of a game, and that's what's always Mm. concerning is like, Mm. I totally killed that guy. Like he plays Burnout uh, Paradise. He loves that game. Mm -hmm. And when he runs into somebody, he goes, I murdered that guy. And I said, there was no guy in that car. I said, that was just a car. You didn't murder anybody. Stop Mm. it. And but he mm. that's just the language he uses. And I, I think a lot of it comes down to that is the language he chooses to use can sometimes be a bit scary because it's not. I mean, I was the same way. I remember throwing the biggest pouting fit to my parents known to man because there was this gun. I don't remember what it was called, but this toy gun that they had a little strobe light in it and you cocked it and you pulled the trigger and it flashed a strobe light. And in the commercial, they were using it to kill shadows. And I was like, man, I got to get this gun. It kills shadows. And I needed it. And I threw a pouting fit until I got that gun. Something fierce because I had to go out and kill shadows. Yeah. Um, I was obsessed with them, too. You know, I did the same thing. I had, you know, cap guns and, uh, you know, ton of my ton of my toys growing up were guns and blasters and lightsabers and all of that. And uh, I still remember my parents taking away some because it was right around the time where police had accidentally killed somebody for holding a toy gun. And I had some that looked real, you know, completely real. I remember them taking those away and giving me ones with orange caps on them. But I mean, I still had all that stuff, you know, and and so I think I understand that bit. But then sometimes you hear the language around it. And I think there is probably just to add an additional wrinkle, some fear based on knowing the dad. Yeah, uh, I think that adds and- to
2: this for sure. There is no question that that's part of this. That's hard.
1: Hey, I got an idea.
0: Adds a little bit of the concern.
2: Yeah, yeah. There is a
1: Netflix series that scares the crap out of me, and I think it would be good to scare the, your kid a little straight.
0: <laughs> uh-huh, which is, um, yeah.
1: uh, it's like these guys who go to like the world's hardest prisons and like live in there for a week. Like, as an actual prisoner, like these crazy-ass prisons throughout the world. And, uh, you know, they get their cavities checked and all of it. And it's horrifying. So you say, okay, we can play some Grand Theft Auto. But here's what happens to the kinds of people that, you know, play with guns <laughs> once they kill someone. They yeah. get to do this. And your kid will hate it. You'll be like, oh, you, may- you make them a deal. Just say, I'll let you do this if you do this with me a bit. How about that?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know. But he might be a little too young for
1: that, but yeah, I I, I, I don't know. I wasn't too young for aliens, man. I just say, serve him up the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a
0: big Take bowl handle more than you
1: think they can.
2: That's true. Ripley will Ripley makes all things better. Okay. So the only other thing I would add is this is a, a parallel experiment or experience that I had, but when my girls were little and they would say, or, you know, the word sex would come up. There's a lot of tee-hee, tee-hee-hee because they don't know what it is, right? When they're like yeah. six or seven. They don't know. But they know it's like, ooh, yee, tee-hee, tee It's an adult term, and so they tee-hee all over the place, right?
0: Yeah.
2: I've I've been in a situation where there was a mixed group of of friends their age all together. Someone's whispering about some sex thing, and all the kids – this is a normal thing. Kids all do this. And all the kids in this little powwow behind a couch are going, tee-hee, tee-hee-hee, hee Right? Laughing about it. I don't know why I'm fixating on the teehee. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, one of the parents freaked out and immediately made it seem like the worst thing in the world. I pulled my girls aside and I said, oh, we've probably, this is a little early for this talk, but we should probably talk a little bit about this so you guys understand what's going on and what that word even means. And and I'd say, do you know what it means? No. Are, are we in trouble? No, you're not in trouble at all. It's a normal word. It, it's an important word and you're going to learn all about it one day, but blah, 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 blah. So we had these convers. We had a conversation on their level about a thing that their friends were being told was the devil. And I was saying, no, it's just something you're too young to fully understand. And as you get older, we'll talk about it more and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm not making this up when I say this. Two of the parents that were there with kids in that group, had daughters who got pregnant in high school. Now, I'm not saying it's a direct line. Okay. I'm not saying that, but I'm uh-huh. saying they had a thing that was demonized and was told to them, stay away from it. No matter what you do, that is a problem when you hit puberty, because suddenly you've got feelings you don't know how to deal with and what to do about them. And if your parents aren't on board, uh, uh, they being a part of your life and part of the communication, then it's a, sh- it's a shit shoot. Good luck is what I'm saying. And, that didn't happen to me. And so I'm not I'm not saying it's a direct line. 100% not saying it and obviously there are outliers and there's going to be differences. But my experience raising these three kids was always communicate, do it because you really care about them and make those conversations real and get on their level like be that kid and try to get into their head of how it feels to feel to, to understand, you know, hear what they're hearing, see what they're seeing and then keep building that because one day they're going to be 23 and they're going to come put their arm around you and say, I'm really glad you taught us this or that you did this. This happens to me all the time with my kids. It's great. And I'm really glad it happened. It doesn't mean at the time I wasn't nervous or that it didn't suck or any of that because it did. But I'm telling you that stuff will pay out. That'll pay off in the long run. If that's the priority, if the priority is always, Oh, well, okay, bud, come here. Let's talk about this. You'll always win. And even in your situation where, you know, he's got a step or he's got a, a dad who's, maybe not the best influence on the other side. If you do it consistently enough, you'll come out on top. Not that it's competition, but you know what I mean? Your, your, your influence will stick and it will be meaningful to him. And, and you know, there'll come a day where he'll be, man, I'm sure glad John was around at that time or whatever. That stuff will happen. And it'll seem like a long way away, but trust me, it happened in like five minutes. And it's weird. Suddenly you're old and your eyes infected.
1: Mm. All right. i have a i have a weird tangential thought um if i want john to get the help he gets because i think i might well i'm just gonna say it like because we're talking about raising kids and we're talking about you know killing people and <clears throat> and it, it, you know one of the things that i want To kill is let's get rid of Santa Claus, please. Can we stop it with the Santa Claus?
0: Oh, my gosh. This is a Uh, tangent. It's a
1: super tangent, but I don't expect us to. We don't talk about it that much in the show. But um, one of the things I hate the most that I hated the most about being a child was being told a lie all my life and then being told not to lie. It really, it really bugs me even to this day. Like, yeah. can we please stop it with Santa? Like it doesn't exist. Like stop telling your kids that ex- I, I think we should stop doing that. The I problem, like- the
2: problem is is society has reinforced it to the point that they, it's already, it happens to them, whether you do or don't like it, it society, I know, wants, I know. It, society wants your kids to get excited about the fat red guy in a suit because he's going to bring you toys and. That translates to better sales and it's kind of a capitalist problem, but I totally get what you're saying. And we, I used to love the idea that parents only got one or two lies they could tell without feeling bad. One was, Mm -hmm. one was Santa Claus. What was the other one? Oh, like tooth fairy is always a fun one, right? There's something fun about those. Because you're lying to someone, and but, it's I fun to but I it's get fun it. But I get met some people. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I your think kids it's... are
1: full of joy and they're adorable and they believe. And you're like, oh, it, it's selfish. I feel so good that they feel so much magic. And then some kid, it's you're you're ten, and everyone at school is like, dude, Santa Claus doesn't exist. And you're like, my parents wouldn't lie to me. You guys have just like been bad. And <laughs> you're like, you know, and it goes, and it, and it's not fun. Like I'm I'm just like they told me not to lie. Is this some sort of hazing? Yeah. Like are they are they lying to me mm-hmm. because they want me to be ready for lies in the adult life. I'm like, that I, I don't need that to learn that lesson anyways. Mm. You know, well, here's what, here's what like- we did.
2: Here's what we did cuz by the time they're 6 or 7 they figure it out, right? They usually figure it out. And so in Taylor's case, she says, "Dad, Sam's not real, is he?" And she started to also get the idea that it was actually me cuz I was doing it every year. I'd put a pillow in my thing and show up in the beard and everything. I was always for whatever reason, I always got pick to do this. And, uh, Mm -hmm. she was figuring it out. She said, dad, Santa's not real. I think you're Santa. And I said, you know what? You figured it out. You're right. I totally am Santa. And that includes your gifts and stuff. So every time we get something under the tree, that always came from us and not from Santa Claus. But then we would have a big conversation. Again, this is what matters. You have a conversation about what Santa is and why it's a concept and why it's a fun thing sometimes. And when you see a movie about Santa, why is that, why is that fun? Why does that bring joy? Even when you know there's no Santa Claus, like what are these cultural things? That matters way more than, than just one day going, yeah, it's a lie. That's fooling you the whole time. You dumbass. I'll see you later. Have fun at school. Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't do that, but you know, just communicate.
0: Yeah. I think it's the, it's the artifice around it that to some degree is going to be the bigger issue because I mean, when I found out I, it was a case of I detectived it. I was like mother, father, it probably wasn't this official. I said, I can't help but notice that Santa uses the same wrapping paper (laughs) as some of the other gifts that I've seen dad wrap. I love it. He also seems to be quite skilled at wrapping almost as if he's just as good as dad is. And for the last gift for the globe, he thought it would be fun to do a little game where I had to follow a string. And that is the very same string that has been out in our front yard, sitting in the potted plant. I have seen that string before. And I don't think Santa used that string. (laughs) This has led me to conclude that you mom and dad are in fact Santa Claus. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it was just like, yeah, it's time to tell you. Yeah. And, You know, I don't remember the conversation after that, but I know we talked about it and we laughed about it and it was fine and it didn't leave like a bad taste in my mouth. I do remember having the you know when you're younger and the parents think they can get a couple more years out of it or whatever and they say well is santa real to you you know that, and you get that question <laughs> yeah, yeah. um that's like the testing the waters to see if you're going to be honest is like well is santa real to you what do you think you yeah, know yeah um and and even that in hindsight doesn't bug me uh but then again I don't have a real issue with lying to children. I don't think that that's necessarily the roughest thing in the whole life. I mean,
2: it depends, right? Like it depends on the lie. If you're, if it's a lie that they're, they're getting, they're having a great time on a one time of the year and they're feeling all the feelings of Christmas and it's just all around them. And I don't know. It feels different than saying, uh, dad, dad's got to go get a pack of cigarettes. I'll be back tomorrow. And then I don't come back for five days because I'm out having an affair with somebody or whatever, you yeah, know, like yeah, there, sure. there's a different Probably level of lies. The right lie. Yeah. That's the but wrong lie.
0: When I've already put in a McDonald's order and I'm going out the door to pick it up. And the boy says, John, I've decided I want a Sprite. And I say, you can't have a Sprite. And he says, why not? And I said, the order's already been made. We mm-hmm. It's already ordered. We, we're getting what we're getting. Yeah. And then I show up because his mom asked for a sprite yeah. with a sprite. Yeah. And he goes, Is That sprite, and I don't want to have the conversation. I have no problem going, No, it's water. I'm walking away. <laughs> that was fine. And I am not going to apologize for it.
1: yeah but that's the thing like lying is part of the world
2: i don't know it's it's an interesting it's it's an interesting um
1: i I just remember it giving me permission to lie and then when i got caught in my lies to learn to lie better because oh interesting parents were liars yeah that meaning you know uh, that parent like everybody's parents were liars and you know it's it didn't have a good effect on me. It had a very damaging effect on me.
2: And well, sometimes those uh, lies are damaging, right? Like sometimes, but sometimes they're... Well, also, like we didn't have that much
1: money and I didn't know as was a kid. So Santa Claus, please buy me a Super Nintendo. Here's a toboggan. Santa Claus, please buy me a Super Nintendo. Here's this. And, and be like, I'm not bad. I got gifts and I've seen him on TV. He's got an amazing workshop mm. and he can totally give me a Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And my parents go, and it, probably my parents is like, this kid like doesn't want, like, wants this and we can't afford it. And we're raising it. We're working our butts off to like, you know what I'm just like, just tell me <laughs> Santa Claus is a lie that rich people tell each other and we're not rich. So we can't afford things. So we're going to work hard and get you something. You know what I mean? Like, and I know the kid's not going to understand it, but sure. That's how we get into these family problems where we're lying to each other, not about silly things, but now big things. And we're, ma- we're normalizing it, making it okay. And I really don't like Santa Claus and the whole deal. No, I get like, it. Christmas is fine. Have Christmas. It's fun to get together with family. You don't need to throw a lie into it uh, and then try and teach people to not lie and then do it gleefully. I, I don't I, – I'm sorry to be a wet blanket on that, but I a yeah, wet really blanket.
2: No, I totally – it's an interesting point of view I hadn't really thought of because in my mind, the Christmas thing has always been, yeah, there's an element of not true, but it's this – fantasy element that brings joy like they're happy um if i was saying uh you can't um i don't know you can't see their your friend because your friend has rabies and that was a lie that would be damaging so again the things the things you do the the things you do that, that you do again it's back to those relationships if it only brought them joy they will come to the emotional understanding that oh well that's a fib that actually made us happy we enjoyed that time and I wish I was a kid again because that was great it was bliss I was blissfully unaware or they're gonna go oh my gosh I can't believe they said my friend had rabies and really they just didn't want me to go over there because you know their dad smelled funny or whatever the reason I can't think of a good example but but I I think there's something to that as well I'm I'm, I'm this is not me I'm not absolutely not discounting your point of view I think it's a very interesting philosophical. Mm-hmm point to make
1: santa claus i guess just say like it's a fictional it's like it's like thrall and the kids like oh oh, i can't wait to meet the orc thrall mom Mm. you'd be like you know there's no thrall and then it'd be like oh i can't wait to meet santa claus you're like oh shit um well santa claus very busy you can't meet you like why are you lying (laughs) like it's it makes it's it's from a different time I, I, it's it's an antiquated notion at, at the very least. I, I strongly
2: well. It's it. also easier to as we get older. I know I do. I get cynical about the whole existence of the Claus myth because I've learned it's just all about buying gifts and spending money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's another aspect. So but that even bums leaving me that out. alone. Yeah, that part bums me out. But for see, different, reasons. the
1: Hungarian side of my family, we didn't have any Santa Claus. Oh, we really? We had what? this guy Saint Mikolash. Saint Mikolash. <laughs>
2: You had one of those weird Eastern European guys. I uh love those. And on
1: December like 6th or 7th or something, you didn't celebrate on the 25th. It was like the 6th or 7th. Yeah. And you put your boot out. And again, still a lie, but he would either leave a stick for you for your parents to hit you with. (laughs) Or you had chocolates. (laughs) And that was also another lie. Because I'm like, holy shit. Crap! I hope he doesn't leave sticks. I was really bad this year, <laughs> and then I started to figure things out when I got like good gifts. And I'm like, I was bad. Man. Like, I just, yeah, I know. had
2: about a bad year where I killed a squirrel with a, with my own hand. And... <laughs> Santa Claus is like, here you go, good kid. Yeah, there you go. No, <laughs> no stick for you. I don't know. That's interesting. And everyone's going to do it different. We're not advocating anything here, but
1: well, it might just be me, and I took it hard, and I was crushed.
2: Well, you're nice. And. You're a nice guy. And that's the other thing is knowing your kid well enough to know which ones are going to be, you know, like I, Nick, when he was little, we couldn't show him anything that was like that had anything to do with surgery. That was he was mm. terrified of it. Yeah. Nowadays he doesn't care. But like, do you guys remember the game on the on the Nintendo Wii called? <clears throat> oh. Shoot, it's Japanese, very anime game, but you use the Wiimote to kind of cut open the characters and pull the glass out like tweezers. And I don't remember oh, the name. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I do.
2: It was pretty popular. There was a series of them, mostly in Japan, I guess. But it was very cartoony, like over-the-top cartoony. There was nothing about it that was really gross. There was no blood. It was just big, goofy representations of, of the stuff you were cutting into. But yeah, that thing,
0: it had some stuff that got to me, though.
2: Well, this is the thing to me, it was like nothing to him. It was horrifying. And he had nightmares for weeks about this thing. Just watching a little of it. It just bugged him, bugged him, bugged him. And he's just sensitive to that stuff in a way that his sisters weren't. So you have to do it. That's the other thing. If you got multiple siblings, which doesn't, all, you know, John, John's an only child. My friend, Brian Ibbott's an only child. Like that's a different experience. But when there are multiple kids around, not every kid, they don't all come out of the same, you know, fuzzy bumper barbershop shape. They're all different. And we had to always keep that stuff in mind. Like yeah. we knew this one was this and this one was that. And Nick's a daredevil who loves to climb up on trees, but don't show him anything to do with surgery or even talk about surgery. It's just super melancholy and sad and depressed. The sisters well, didn't care think, about it. So
0: I think to your point, Scott, you said it's, it's kind of like knowing how they're going to take it. I took the Santa Claus thing very well, yeah. but what I didn't take well was my dad, in an effort to get me to stop uh, picking at my own toenails, said, hey, you don't want to get an ingrown toenail because the way they take care of that is they uh, cut open and remove part of your toe and then they seal it with a burning hot iron.
2: Oh, my Lord. Which
0: maybe was true when my dad was a kid. Maybe. (laughs) But at no point did he ever tell me that this is uh, we've evolved since then. And this is not the method that is used now. And it turns out, hey, eventually I got a hangnail uh, or an ingrown toenail. And I didn't want to tell anybody because the description that I was given as a kid, which Mm. I assumed was the truth because it came from my dad, I assumed it was true. And I walked around with a highly infected ingrown toenail for a very long time until finally my parents were like, why are you limping? Mm-hmm. And it was bad. It mm-hmm. was really, really bad. Well, um, to the, to and- the,
2: to that point, like parents can, that's, I don't know what the word is. It's not like damage you, but they can say things. That they don't even know that what they're saying is anything more than just a, a blip, but later it, but it affects you in like a very real way, which I think is what, what Bo's point was. I'll give you an example. That's modern. My kids are, you know, 20, 23 and 26 now and mature, you know, functioning adults. And even now, though, during COVID, I made a comment once at dinner where somebody said, oh, I hope that guy you met with or whatever doesn't have it. And I said, "Ah, if I get it, I've had a good run is what I said. Those are the words I used. I've had a good Uh run. My daughter was so pissed at me for saying that. She because in her mind, she's like, "Don't even talk about your being at risk and, and getting sick and dying on us right now. You're too young i don't have i want I want my eventual you know possible marriage and possible kids. I want them to have a, a grandfather, and you talking like this is just dismissive and flippant and lame and she was right, it was. It was Yeah,
1: but at the same time, you got to prepare them for the, there will be a day. Like, my mom and I had this conversation two weeks ago. Or, sorry, earlier this week. There'll be a day you're not going to be around. It's of common. course,
2: of course. But she and, knows and, that know, already. Like,
1: like, like making a little joke about it is just, you know, maybe it made her feel bad. And that's good to have a conversation, let those feelings out. But, you know, we're all going to go, and it's okay to joke about it. Right. <laughs> you know, and and if he makes you feel uncomfortable, I don't know, like, People are different. You want to be respectful, especially towards family members of their sensitivities. But we're all See, gonna that, go. That's it's really true.
0: interesting,
2: though, because and you're right. So it's a both advice yeah, to you've me. If you you've had a
1: good run tomorrow, like my it, mom's like, if I croak tomorrow, I'm glad you guys have each other,
2: right? You know? But it's but but basically, you're saying embrace your mortality. And if you're gonna die, oh well, you're gonna die. But don't tell me that Santa Claus guy is real. <laughs> That's See, I, right. That's an interesting point. I mean, you know.
1: I, I, that was, it's a it, it, part of it is my upbringing. Like I was, I, Santa Claus aside and tooth fairy aside, yeah, I was brought up in a very, but here's what, you know, I've seen a deer gutted as a child, right? Like yeah. they shot a deer and they cut open the asshole and they pull everything out by the asshole and I saw all of it. You know what I mean? Like I was exposed <laughs> yeah. to a lot of adult things as a child Yeah, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but that's. You know, they, your your parents are supposed to prepare you for your life, yeah, not to coddle you or anything like that. And it doesn't mean you have to learn it all at once and like terrorize a damn child. Uh, but it means, personally, I believe truth trumps all. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's just my take.
2: Well, there you go. Also, they didn't tell you that those those were reindeer from Santa's sleigh or anything when they pulled their oh, no. guts out it's of their bubble. Real, home.
1: real deer. Okay. Natalie got his license.
2: No, I'm just making sure they didn't go. Hey, Bo, come here and watch me take uh, Rudolph uh, everything out of his guts through his butthole. They didn't do that. So, I mean, yeah, they
1: were rough people. <laughs> it wasn't a, wasn't it? Now we're going to be sensitive towards this deer and blah. You know, I was like, here you go. I said like, you got a kid? Wow. Put the knife in like that.
2: All yeah. right. Oh yeah. I think you were, so, you were a sensitive soul and you probably, some of this stuff was not great for you as a kid is my thinking.
1: Probably not, but
2: you're, I, you're like me. The
1: things that, that have been the most damaging to me are the things that are the family, secret secrets that people keep. Yeah. They're, it's the most damaging thing. You, you dread telling people things, but not telling them has made things way worse for way longer.
2: I, I agree. Family secrets are the worst. Get rid of them, everybody. Let it all hang out. All right. Well, I feel like we've really done some good in the world today. So now this. We assigned ourselves homework last week. And uh, the homework was to play Yakuza 0, at least some of it. It's available on Game Pass on PC. So we thought, why not? We're going to finally crack into one of these Yakuza games. Something happened to me uh, that's pretty funny about that game. So I forgot that I did play through some of Yakuza 0. Um, but my controller, dis- this is a year, this is, what, a year ago or m- maybe more. My controller disconnected. And I hadn't saved the game yet. And I was already to that office where the mean guy in the in the baby blue suit was being a dick. And I found out that he was going against the family or whatever. Yeah, it, People who play this game know what I'm talking about. It's probably about two hours into the game. I couldn't do anything. And the keyboard was unresponsive. I had to just force quit the game. And there was no save. I had to start over. So I got pissed, uninstalled it, and just didn't think about it again. Turns out this is the exact same game. This time, I have saved every time there's a save point. So no problem with saves this time. And I'm decently past that point now. So it's, it's all new game to me now. Um, but anyway, Yakuza's weird, right? Like (laughs) this is a prequel to the, the, the Yakuza games that, uh, are the more modern or not more modern ones, but the ones that are more modern in story. This is set in the eighties and as usual, it is just (laughs) packed with weird anime bullshit. Um, but it is uh, like the
0: guy who wants you to buy skills in a tree Yeah, and he's an American, I think, Yeah, but he sounds like Wario. Yeah. He (laughs) he comes up and he goes, Hey, Hey, (laughs) Hey. the the,
2: the other thing the game does is it sometimes has the characters mouthing and doing dialogue in like a cinematic way. Mm -hmm. And then it will fade to the exact same scene where they're all talking. And now they're talking with no words at all but there's text like animal crossing style at the bottom. And so now you're clicking through that and reading what each of them says. And then there's a whole other way they do it, which is like this weird vignette where it's the 3d models, but they're all holding still.
0: Except for subtle motion like this, like their mouth is just like,
2: yeah. Or they'll the guy will be surprised and go, but then the dialogue's happening where it's going. And you're reading this, you're reading the subtitles. It's freaking weird. It is a weird way to tell a story. Okay, that aside, I'm having a blast in Yakuza Zero because it's just big, dumb fun. The fights are dumb. Um, you you do not go into these games thinking you're going to get the Batman Arkham City or Arkham Knights or Arkham any of that stuff battle system because it's sort of like that, but a terrible take on it or it's not as good as that. <laughs> yeah. um, and for all I know, Batman got their idea from this. I don't I don't know from the older Yakuza games, but. The the fighting is just super dumb, but f- but fun in an arcade way. <laughs> there are times where I feel like I'm playing Shenmue meets I don't, I don't even know what to call it. Like there's a little GTA in there, but only in that it's a big environment and a big city and all that. Um, but mostly it's about this story. And to be honest, I'm really kind of into the story. I really story like it. The story
0: is interesting. Yeah. Like it has a good starting point where it's just like, hey, you beat this guy up in this alley. And he was very much alive when you left him there, but now he's dead. Mm-hmm. And why is he dead? You're now accused of it. What's going on? And I'm I'm intrigued. Like as soon as that news broadcast started, yep. uh, I was like, Oh, hey. Although I was probably on board as soon as they sang karaoke.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, the karaoke scene. So a lot of people say, Oh, that that's the best part of the game is the karaoke. I uh, would like to hard disagree, and I couldn't wait to be done with that enough. <laughs> really? Oh, I hated it! It's just a terrible rhythm game because you're not singing anything; oh, okay. you're just. Playing. It's a
0: terrible rhythm game, but there's no stakes. It's not like it's the only rhythm game, and I don't know if you saw it, Bo, but like, so you're pressing buttons, and it starts with him, and he's just like looking at a little uh monitor. And he's just like singing this song and he's just singing along with it. Very mundane. And then all of a sudden it flash fades and he's in a rocker outfit on a stage with flames in his mind, like hardcore giving a performance for no good reason whatsoever. And you see, you see the literal and then you see how he's imagining it in his head that he's just on stage, like just crushing it.
2: It's 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 really weird. And it was doing that even though I was doing very poorly. It's still because I was off my beat and wasn't getting it. Yeah, because
0: he's imagining he's crushing it. They were drunk.
2: Yeah. So it wasn't me actually crushing anything. And his friend's an a-hole. And it's just the characters, I hate and love them at the same time. Um, Because in some ways, they take it very seriously. In other ways, it's like obviously not being taken very seriously. But I think I'm in for the duration of the story. I want to see it through. So I'm going to keep playing it and uh um, hmm. let everybody hmm. know what i think were your impressions yeah, like I, I, mine john you liked it you enjoyed it
0: yeah, yeah i'm i'm having fun with it the combat's a little rough but when i saw the friggin sphere grid of abilities that i'm going to be able to purchase and i believe that there is one of those for every fighting style mm. and i think there's something like four fighting styles so there's a lot to unlock. Yeah. Um. I think when I get more of that, I will be more into it. But right now, it feels a little mashy and a little like I can't quite do what I want to do. But when you get the like heat gauges and you can like grab somebody and just start ramming their face into things, <laughs> that's very satisfying.
2: Did were you, are you like me where it you wanted to? It it made me want to play uh, Sleeping Dogs again. Weirdly. Yeah. Like I might, I might actually reinstall that. That game's great. Sleeping Dogs good. Yeah,
0: I think for anybody, I don't want to be wrong. Let me just double check, but I think it's on sale right now.
2: Oh, like like
0: three dollars for the updated version.
2: Two ninety nine for the definitive version, which is really even though that game came out in twenty twelve, it looks great on PC. It's a good looking game. QuakeCon
1: sale happening too. Jeez.
2: Oh yeah, QuakeCon. That's right. I'm um, looking real quick just to see because I believe John is correct
0: about. Yeah, that it's two ninety nine for the definitive edition. I'm going to add that to my cart because I don't have the definitive edition. Oh, you yeah, absolutely should do there.
2: that. Heck yeah! Well, I'm re I'm installing it now <laughs> <Dear> for No <Kurt. laughs> good reason. I'm installing it, but I love that game. I'd play that through again. It's cool because I, I I like the. It's just such a great different take than GTA. Spending all this time in San Andreas and. Liberty city and stuff. It's like, Oh, here's a game with different kinds of crime organization. It's a different culture of crime. And there's this weird honor system and the Yakuza and the, and what the tattoos mean and the hierarchy of who answers to who that's all just really fun to experience and play with. In the case of, of sleeping dogs, it's all like Chinese triads and Hong Kong and all that. And you drive on the other side of the street even. And I don't know, man, the sleeping I dogs think- di- uh, studio went bankrupt. So they're gone but I would love whoever owns that IP to like relaunch it and make it, make a damn sequel. Finally, that would be great.
0: Yeah. I think the most telling thing about Yakuza was I was playing it. My girlfriend was in the room. She just kept looking up and it was after the uh, karaoke. She just goes, what the hell are you playing? (laughs) And I said, I'm playing Yakuza. And she says, I looked up and you were just walking down a street. She said, then I looked away. (laughs) Then I looked back up. And it just said, drunkards, really large on the screen. And then you started punching them. She said, then I look down, then I look back up, and now you're singing karaoke. What game is this?
2: It is so weird. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because my favorite thing about the game, I think, is that when you come in contact with a an enemy group to fight, it does this ridiculous over-the-top 90s era looking. Drunkards, or uh, (laughs) what's one of the other ones I use? Like street,
0: Street (laughs) or yeah, street hooligans, (laughs) street
2: hooligans, and then you just fight them. And I don't know, there's something really endearing about that, but it's great.
0: It's this game, like, there's something about Sega where sometimes they make a game that just feels like, and it's something that's so them. It's just arcadey. and this has that like from the like big loud menus that you have to sit through. Like when Mm -hmm. I quit this game, I alt F4 out because it's like return to menu. And then it just is like Sega really big and loud. You have to go through a little video and real Yakuza use a controller and all this stupid stuff that pops up on the screen. It's really hard
2: to find the exit button period. Like, I don't know how to do it.
0: So I just, I just alt F4 out of it. Um, but like, (laughs) Like the menus look straight out of the 90s still. The sound effects, like oh, when yeah. you go to a different menu, it does the kush, 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 as you're selecting things <laughs> yeah. and you press it and it goes. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. It's a weird mix because that game came out in 2017. It's not like it's, you know, that it's not an old game getting remade. In fact, I thought when I started playing, I thought, oh, is this the one that got remade? Like zero is like a remake of the original from the PS2 or whatever. No, this is a, like a whole new prequel game. New game. Yeah. And it but a lot of those you're right, a lot of that treatment is like are you sure this isn't like Virtua Fighter elements and thing like stuff from the 1993 and it's weird. Very
0: weird. Yeah, when I hit start, I was shocked that it didn't go Yakuza 0. <laughs> zero. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that stuff though. Actually, I mean, I'm dis- disappointed to hear that it doesn't a bit. I'm not going to lie.
2: Well, I mean, there's enough in there that it's, it kind of does. In other <laughs> I'll ways. be fine. I'll be yeah. Fine. You'll probably be fine. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll continue and let you guys know how that goes. I also played Earthlock. Not a lot to say except it's a turn based RPG uh, that was made by some, some Scandinavian developers and they've got a sequel on their way. And I just thought, hey, this thing's down to like nothing right now. It's usually 30 bucks. It was five on the Switch, also on Steam. So I picked it up and I like it except their save points are way too far from boss boss encounters. And I hate that when games do that. Because if I lose in a boss encounter, I don't want to go redo the last hour of content. So give me a save point right before the boss. Thank you very much. And I played a bunch of Blazing Beaks. Have you heard of Blazing Beaks? No. Blazing Beaks. <laughs> so you pick a bird and you do a top-down shooter dual stick uh, roguelike. And kill other birds and frogs and other creatures in a cool top-down 16-bit looking thing. And you upgrade your stuff as you go and you go do it again. It's got multiplayer if you want. And I have it on Switch and PC and I really like that game and I played a bunch of it. It's old, but I like it. Well, old. It's like a year and a half old, but it's not... a. It it is exactly what I described to you. Hey, want a shooter that feels pretty good where you shoot stuff and hopefully not die and earn some points that you can spend later for another run? It's one of those. So... Uh Check it all if right. you're interested. Blazing Beaks. John, you finally died. Well, you did play Paper Mario, I guess. Are you were You did last week, or are you saying you were going to maybe get it? I don't remember.
0: I bought it, and then I played Super Mario Odyssey instead. Oh, that's, uh, right. that's I, right. I beat Super Mario Odyssey, or at least as much as I want to beat it. And uh, that game was good. Yeah. That game was real good.
2: Yeah. You beat it. So you've done oh. your full run. You didn't get all the heart or all the moons, I assume.
0: No, nope, didn't get all the moons. No. I'm fine. I got to run around, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom and go into Peach's castle and feel all nostalgic and wonder where all the doors went. And, mm-hmm. You know, I got to do some stuff. Got up on top of the castle. Yoshi was up there. You know, that was all exciting. No. But uh, I didn't really need to go much further than that. Um, I, I loved the ending of the game. Yeah. If I can do a little spoilers. I love that both Mario and Bowser get in a big proposal contest with peach Mm -hmm. and then she rejects both of them and just ditches them on the moon yep i thought that was a fantastic (laughs) ending to that story that she just is like nope not marrying either of you uh and then just ditches them leaving them up on the moon even though they got they got away
2: do i remember this right that you have to ride bowser on some sort of bust through the walls kind of sequence yes yeah that was take
0: over bowser at one point that was fun pretty cool yeah
2: that was really fun usually that stuff's too gimmicky for me but i really enjoyed that switch up it was it was it was good yeah i I still i think super mario odyssey is up there with the best kinds of mario games like it's just a it's a great game you can get to the end and go it's a you know if you want you can go back and get all those moons and there's stuff to unlock but I, I i got my fill you know it's like Mm-hmm. I don't need to do that. It felt just right mm-hmm. the way it ended. Maybe one day I'll crack it open. I still have the save and I'll maybe do it, but no real desire. But that game's great. Super Mario yeah. Odyssey. And then Paper Mario. How you like that so far?
0: Paper Mario is great. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I don't love the combat system. Yeah. Because it. it I would rather just play RPG combat and mm-hmm. just like, you know, attack. And then I hit and then they hit me. And, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. This whole like line them up and then try and get a one-shot kill on all the enemies is not fun. It feels like a really bad puzzle game thrown in instead of a combat system.
2: I'd like it more if it wasn't timed. And I know there's ways to augment the timer and give more time, but it's the timer that pisses me off because then I just feel rushed. And it's not fun to be rushed in a puzzle. So, yeah, I just wish they'd have just stuck with some sort of, you know, turn-based combat or some other kind of combat. Oh, but over, but all the overworld stuff, all the story stuff, everything outside of combat is so fun and so yeah. ridiculous and great. And,
0: the yeah. dialogue is so funny. Like, it's such a stupid game, but it's so freaking funny. Yeah. The, the little origami lady, Cecilia, that travels with you cracks me up because yeah. she seems like just such a ditz. Like, <laughs> when the castle gets taken away... And, you know, Luigi was there somewhere and you just see his little paper hat falling to the ground by Mm. itself. And the fact that then for the next several hours of the game, she's just like, oh, man, that looked bad for that hat. We got to find out what happened. We should probably find your brother, too. But she's just worried about the hat through 90 percent of this journey. She's just like, oh, man, I hope that hat survived. Oh, and I hope we also find Luigi. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) The game Dad. really, the
2: game writing is really good, and I, I assume I, we should probably be congratulating the localization folks that made it good in English because uh, that's hard to do, you know. Yeah, to translate that sense of humor, Nintendo does a really good job of that. And I liked it
0: the a toad that got turned into a flower and it made him green for some reason. And yeah. he's like, is that how Luigi became green? Am I now the Luigi of toads? That's it. I'm the Luigi of toads. Everybody. I'm going to say things that Luigi would say. Yeah. Let's go.
2: <laughs> yeah. The way they lean into that break fourth wall a little bit. It's too good. When Bowser couldn't do anything, but be a folded up piece of paper, I was like actually chuckling out loud. Yeah, it's it's great. Paper Mario, Weird, are not horrible combat, but combat you wish was different. And the rest of it is delightful, hampered only by weird combat. Bo, you're back in Diablo three. Did you do a season? What are you doing over there? My gosh, Diablo three. Yeah, just um,
1: <clears throat> I just jumped in. There's nothing really new to report or talk about. It's the same old, same old. But playing a monk yet again in the new season. <clears throat> And I uh, was just playing lashing tail kick build. So it's kind of a new build for Monk, but not much new to say. And I just played for an afternoon an evening and late night. Yeah. Next <laughs> and next day. Realized, yep, I can't do this. <laughs> and then, you know, proceeded to stop playing Diablo the next day because, you know. Did you hit all an your. Hour tu- an hour turned into 13 hours. And that's not shocking for anyone who plays Diablo 3. Sure. Um, for sure. But uh Yeah. Just, did you, know, you fun.
2: did you get your all your sorry in that time did you hit all your rewards already or you, you're uh no i've just got the last
1: two pieces of hadrix gift and i mean i'm doing torment 6 for sure right uh so that's but cool. yeah Great but good. i mean there's tricks there's there's a, there's a way to level that's quick yeah i think i've talked about before do your weekly challenge rift then try and get your first like L- uh, level 70 item and then upgrade it in the cube and get your free get a free um, uh, cube power right off the bat as early as like level 10
2: Which and is- then
1: you know you, you build another weapon and reduce the level requirement of it and there's a couple of other things in there I don't remember it all off by heart but basically there's a way to quickly like you know level through the to, 70
2: to do it without so. the you know running through with friends or whatever you can do that on your own yeah.
1: Well, I mean, like, because, like, when you start the season, no one's high level. So right. there's tricks to get, you know, your first character up. No friends later on. Like, I just played solo. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh,
2: That's cool. And uh, more time mm. in Divinity 2 as well. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, hanging out in Act 2, walking yeah. around Dr- Driftwood.
1: Hear ye, hear ye. Mm. Queen Justinia. something, something for insubordination. Wow. You know, hanging out and. Uh, driftwood square shopping at the vendors
2: yeah and you got uh, uh crofton stealing money out of her out of her pocket and killing people mm-hmm. with fire he and doesn't steal
1: it's interesting he just loots things but he just wants to do everything before everyone else at this point he's a looter you know that game has a real hard multiplayer component if you have very uh, hyperactive um people you're playing with because mm. it's like there's dial. It's D and D. It's like slow down, listen to the dialogue. You know, do the do the social interaction uh, unit. But someone can just be off looting all the boxes while you're like, okay, I'm waiting for you to talk. You know, things like that. Right. It's very it's very disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's a very poor way to play Divinity 2. i got to be honest with you. That game is awesome, though. Such a good game. It is really cool. Yeah.
2: Uh, all right. Well, that's what we've been up to. We got a quick email. That's a good question. This came in to us from Dan, a.k.a. AKA Lockvine, who said this. I edited this down for length because he had a, some really, really great points, but it was just too long for the show. But here are his main points. Talking about Nintendo, Sony, and uh, Microsoft. He says, all three companies are trying to accomplish a goal that is not necessarily in opposition to the other companies. It's kind of a rock, paper, scissors kind of thing here. Uh, says, Sony wants to have the largest dedicated hardware install base. They will probably achieve this. Nintendo and Microsoft don't have this as a primary goal. Microsoft wants a steady stream of the largest subscription base, and they will probably achieve this. Sony and Nintendo don't have this as a primary goal. Nintendo wants to have the strongest IP and brand trust. They will probably have this. Uh, They don't have to look at reviews for, or I'm sorry, uh, I don't even have to look at reviews for Zelda, Mario, Metroid games. I'm just going to get them at full price. Sony and Microsoft do not have this as their primary goal. All three of these competing, or all three are still competing with each other in all three goals, but they have each carved out their own piece of that pie uh, that they're trying to achieve. So all three can win this generation of consoles because the first time all, for the first time ever, all three have different goals that they are trying to achieve, uh, says Dan. I thought that was a really interesting take. I think he's right. Mm-hmm. I think he's dead right. I think Microsoft and Sony wanted the exact same goals for a long time. But this, this time around, it feels like Microsoft is saying, well, this, this weak part of the pie that you're not touching, we're going to take it. And Sony seems like they're probably okay with that. And Nintendo's doing great with the Switch. And they're doing great based on what he said. He's, he's totally right um so yeah i think it's i think he's kind of dead on i don't know where the pc fits into this scenario um there's probably a way to add it to the to the metaphor but um
0: pc if if there's a console war and everybody has their bases pc is the battleground where they step out sometimes like pc tends to be that neutral ground honestly i'm surprised that they didn't say that Spider-Man was coming to Avengers in PS4 and PC because more often than not, that's what you actually do see is that a lot of the console exclusives still wind up on PC anyway. Right? Um, it's just sort of this weird middle range. Um, but I think these are good points. And I think, I think this is probably accurate. I mean, I think they are still like he says at the end, they are still vying to be the biggest and the best. Um, But they have different ways of doing that. I think probably the one thing that I think Microsoft and maybe even Nintendo wish was that Sony was a little more willing to work cross-platform with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They tend to be a little more difficult about that. And we know that Microsoft and Nintendo have had meetings and cooperations and things like that. And I mean, that's the future I want is where they all kind of just work together and say, yeah, we have all different things we're good at. We're going to be the video game justice league and we all have our strengths and you know, we'll call on Aquaman if there's a water based incident.
2: Yeah. If we have water problems, Aquaman, he's your guy. Yeah. It's really interesting. I like this kind of thinking. Thanks Dan for your email. Awesome stuff. If you want to send us one yourselves, you can go to the website and contact us there. Frog slash core. It's going to, it's going to do it for the show. Everybody good stuff. My eye is killing me. You can't tell, but it hurts, man. All the way back. It's here. a
1: little red. Like you can see the redness here. Yeah, it's
2: it's definitely and red.
1: I'm not gonna lie. Like I have sympathetic pains. It looks, you know, hey, you doesn't mean? look like it feels very good.
2: What's hard to see is that it's almost like a black eye without the black. Like hmm. someone punched me is how it feels. But you can't really see the bruising you would normally get from a black eye. Anyway, I guess what I'm saying is don't touch your face and keep shit out of your eye. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, jeez! that was really loud. Wasn't supposed to play that loud. That would have been a good place to end it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: Maybe we got to do that from now on. I don't know. End on the worst non-sequitur ever. Uh, We'll figure it out. Anyway, weird. Uh, Hey, uh, don't forget, you can find us, uh, everything we do, over at frogpants.com slash core. And more importantly, we need your help to survive and make this show. So go on over to patreon.com slash core show. Show us your love if you haven't already. Uh, do it because there's great rewards in there. All kinds of fun stuff, including bonus content every show that you only get if you sign up now. And it can be at the lowest level, too. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Go check it out. That's patreon.com/slash core show. I think that'll do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo. We will see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus...